Hi, everybody. This is Tony Kahn, the producer and director of Morning Stories from WGBH in Boston. Jim Othmer used to be an ad man. He was good at making people see things his way. And this year, he gave all that up and started fresh as a novelist with a book called The Futurist, which is about a guy who realizes just how clueless he is. You could say it's a look at a future that hardly anybody saw coming a future that began on 9-11 and that's been leaving more and more of us barely able to talk to each other ever since. The rift, in fact, cuts right through Jim's own family. Things have turned so political between him and his older brother that just about every occasion the family has to get together turn into arguments. The other day, on the fifth anniversary of 9-11, Jim wrote a piece that appeared in the New York Times about his brother and himself and that in some way, I think he hoped would start dismantling the politics between them and let them just start hanging out. He brought a copy of the piece to the studio with him, and I asked him if he'd read it out loud. This is what was in the Times on on Sunday. On September 11, 2001, I was in Boca Raton, Florida, with my family. I immediately called New York to check on my brother, who was not supposed to be working, but with firefighters, you never know. He wasn't working, but he would soon go to the site. For the next hour, I'm fairly sure that he watched what I watched, that he looked away when I looked away, and I'm fairly sure that at 9.50 a.m. he felt exactly what I felt, what we all felt. I'm also sure that those were the last pure, non-politicized thoughts any of us would have about that day and the last time that my brother and I would feel the same way about anything. My brother is a 20-year veteran of the New York City Fire Department. I'm a 20-year veteran of the ad business. In the days that followed, driving my wife, my three-year-old daughter, and my mother-in-law back to New York, I got my news from fellow travelers and NPR my brother was getting his news from rescue workers, fellow firefighters, the ruins of a stunned city. Prior to the attack, he trained recruits. Now, he coordinated funerals for friends and friends of friends. With each mile, the radio carried more and more hate. Near Port Jervis, a trooper pulled alongside our car and shined a spotlight inside. Four strangers in a rental car with out-of-state plates suspects. My brother and I had been living in different worlds for a long time, but 9-11 took it farther. Of the 343 firemen and policemen who died, he knew dozens. Of the 3,000 victims in all, I knew none. Within a week, I was back at work. But for more than a year, he went to funerals. I would sit at my desk and consider the madness and injustice. From where he stood, all he felt was a growing anger and survivor's guilt. For a while, we didn't speak at all. Lately, we've been talking again. I care too much for him to let politics kill us, and I think that he feels the same. The other day, I called him. He had just gotten home from the hospital where a fellow firefighter lay dying from injuries suffered in a burning Bronx building. 
another who had served in Iraq, had already died. My brother sounded tired. I told him that I'd been invited to discuss my new book on a conservative talk show, and I joked I feared an ambush. Tell him your big brother is a New York City firefighter, he said, and maybe they'll go easy on you. That was Jim Othmer with today's morning story, We Didn't See It Coming. Uh, At the time, Jim told us his brother still hadn't read the piece, uh, but he said he'd let us know when he did hear from him. I'm here in the studio with Gary Mott. My brother lives in New York City, and he is in the ad business. Uh, We see each other, you know, infrequently at best, even though we're both on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so important to just keep that connection alive, Mm -hmm. you know, just through a phone call. Yeah. Just to check in, see how he's doing. Yeah, two things happen as you get older. Time goes faster and your opportunities to get together with your family, your first family in a sense, get get smaller and smaller. And ceremonies, the things that make families get together, are so loaded with all kinds of other stuff that the opportunity to actually just talk and catch up can be uh, hard to get. It's like every conversation has to mean something. And it's like, you know, I just want to hang out. <laughs> right. We forget that an argument is not a conversation, right? Argument is, is about who wins. A conversation is about what do we really understand about each other's positions that can maybe help us find like some sort of common solution. And I, I think that's what Jim's asking for. And I, I really admire him because he knows and he shows that that's not going to be easy for him. A lot of families just let the differences, you know, sort of eat away at yeah. their relationship. Yeah, you know, I'm just thinking about my older brother. We agree politically, but but I still haven't been in touch with him enough lately. <laughs> I'm going to give him a call. And I think I may even send him this podcast. One thing before I do that, and that's thanks as always to Ipswich, a leader in file transfer software, and our sponsor for this podcast, Ipswich.com is their website, I-P-S-W-I-T-C-H. And we also wanted to let you know that we've set up a Flickr account. We've been getting a lot of pictures of you, both visually and in words with the emails. And so we're going to try to set all of that up for you. If you'd also like to see Tony and me. He's the younger one. (laughs) I'm the taller one. (laughs) As well as some of our friends here at WGBH, we've got photos at Flickr.com. That's F-L-I-C-K-R.com slash photos slash WGBH Morning Stories. Spend some time there and send us your photos, Morning Stories at WGBH.org. We'll see you soon. Take care. My father died last year, and I know it bothered him quite a bit that uh, my brother and I would clash. Both of us realized also that we don't want to lose each other. And, uh, well, we'll see how it goes. With ocean views, kills and muse, the children play. And the river is glimmering softly. Manhattan is a myth, rising in the mist. Make a wish, and then it's gone.